Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chapins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. Fallout fam, welcome back to the Fallout Hub. We are here. It is exciting. There's all sorts of news and things to talk about in the world of Fallout. Let's I'm your host, something Tom, or Robots. I have my Fallout shirt on, and then we've got our buddy here, Dave Chaffins, with his Fallout pants, and Ken with his Fallout. We'll just you can use your imagination on that one. Oh, hat. His hat. I, yeah, his hat. hat. Um, hat. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going, boys? How you doing? Good. Tell, tell, tell me, tell me all, tell me all your things. Tell me about, tell me about your stuff. Uh, everything's going well. I have a new computer, um, so you're seeing me in 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 HD, which is an impressive, impressive time to look at this pink boy in your screen. You know, mm-hmm. everybody Ch- likes to look at pink boys in HD. Ch- everybody <laughs> likes pink boys HD. I feel like that should be a DVD. It probably is. Don't Google that. Don't Google it. So how are you doing, Ken? I'm good. Good, good. Did you guys? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you've been you've been working a new job. Things are busy for you. Dave's got a new computer, and Vault Boys are relaunched. Yes, back mm-hmm. back, back doing the Vault Boys thing. Oh so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I you actually I, I saw the, uh, some of your interview the other day. The other you day, yeah. Yeah, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, I was on. Uh, I went on Apple Watch tonight, which is on United Wastelands Network. So shout out to them. I was there with uh, 
Cherry Pixel, Jessica Star, and uh, Shredder. Uh, we've had Shredder on the show. We've also had Jessica Star on the show, um, both at, at separate independent times. That was a wonderful time. Um, it was a fun interview. I think you can watch the Twitch archive. Uh, lots of yes. lots of fun, interesting points. And we we talked about Fallout, cryptids, and like weird high school stories that me and my uh, co-host for the Vault Boys podcast uh, share. <laughs> Yeah, I think every time you guys get together, there's weird stories. That's kind of the whole the whole thing, right? Yeah, that's, that's the shtick. That's, that's the shtick. That's the shtick. Hashtag shtick. Sean Connery's back, ladies and gentlemen. That's He's here stick. again. And I'll take winner. swords for a thousand. Anal bum cover. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Well, we always get distracted oh, with hey. these. There oh, he is. DeVito. There's well, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh. Uh, you can you can see me now, guys. It's been I, I've been blurry for like a year. It's been a year. Uh, it's great to be here. Spitting image. I I was you know, you know this... I'll, I'll sit the corner now. You guys go ahead. You do your podcast now. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> you know what that voice reminds me of? Is remember Homestar Runner? Yes. <laughs> remember the the really derpy Homestar guy? What yes. was his name? Homestar. Homesar, yeah. yeah, and they'd be yeah. like, because the guy made a typo in the in a right. letter to Strong Bad, and they were like, "Who's Homesar?" They just, <laughs> yeah, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what that reminds me of. Um, if you don't know what we're uh, talking about, it's probably because you're not old like we are. <laughs> but you go look up Homestar Runner, classic yeah. internet from the early aughts. Um, but hey, we're not here to talk about Homestar Runner. We're not here to talk about bad impressions of uh, famous people. We're here to talk about the merger and the oh, what is it even? What do they even do today? The the let's all talk nice about each other thing that's that streamed earlier today. Yeah, what is that even called? They call it a round. Yeah, it was just a round, round table. Round table. Round table. It, it was yeah. a round of applause table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know basically. Can I just um, say how nice it was to see Todd again? Yes, right. They, like they, he was they there, and, Todd and he never changes. Like, like he has to have the best skincare in the world. He always looks the same. He's like tiny. I don't think his hair grows. It doesn't grow. Um, yeah, he's eternally the same age. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was nice. It's nice to see Todd again. Uh, Uncle Pete was out, like, kind of running the whole thing, talking to some of these other people. You know, uh, different people from Microsoft and Xbox specifically. There was a lot of Xbox. Yeah, and this is one of the things I noticed. There was a lot of we and Xbox are doing this, not Microsoft. Do you notice that? I did. Yeah, it was, was very, very intentional. Yeah, it was a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have, working in marketing, these are things you note. Like, uh, there's a reason why you use certain words. There's a reason why you use certain titles uh, because they point you in a certain direction and they uh you know i don't know they focus the conversation around a certain thing the conversation was very very much focused on xbox and bethesda and the combining of those two things and if there was one overarching theme across this whole thing it was we at xbox want are are, are now working directly with bethesda because we want them to be on our platform mm-hmm. that was it like that was the overarching thing. We're going to release twenty of their games tomorrow for the Xbox Game Pass. We want their future games to be on the Xbox Game Pass. They're like it is very intentional. Like this is very very clear that if and it, I think this is probably just getting to the nuts and bolts of it. Like the very most important part of it. But when asked, you know, are our games going to be exclusive or not? What's going to go on with that? The answer was basically. Unless there's other things that have already been agreed to, yes, they will be exclusive. That was what I took away from it. It's not how they said it, but I believed that was what was alluded to. How did you guys feel about that? He had very specific wording. Um, yes. Because he also said in there, you know, there would be license agreements or, you know, timed exclusives. He used those words specifically mm. too, but... Um, primarily, they want to create the best platform for Xbox. But the way in which you worded it almost left it open. Like if Sony decided, "Hey, you know, let's let's offer the Xbox Game Pass 
that could be something negotiated. I right. I kind of yeah. felt like it was being dangled out there without saying it, um, which would be yeah. fantastic for them. Um, right. They I didn't mean, say there will be games that we will not release on on Sony platform. They didn't right. say that. Right. They did say that um, the reason why this merger is happening is because we want to use Bethesda on our platform. We want Bethesda to be exclusive to Xbox for certain games that are coming out. And it makes sense. Basically, like they're they're turning that Game Pass into uh, way back in the day when Netflix first came out. um, It feels like that over again. It's becoming like the net the the. Netflix of gaming, where for $15 a month, you get a ridiculous, ridiculous value library of games. Just insane. Yes. I think, I think they're wording of, of what they want to, I think there's like what they want to do with Xbox. Um, and, and what they want to do with Xbox is they want to have, you know, PCs, they want to have consoles, but I think they also want to be able for like your TVs at home to like go to the app like they would Disney Plus and mm-hmm. just start playing and all you need is a is some sort of controller but to to be on their platform to play the game essentially um and right. and they're talking like that but they haven't they don't have the infrastructure yet that's the thing is they don't have the infrastructure yet to to do any of that like they don't they, they don't have apps on all the TVs you know I, I think I said before right. I want them to like put it on a freaking toaster like at this point like have it like <laughs> Skyrim you know it would be in the commercials and play it on your fridge yeah. um, but they alluded to it like on, on all your screens on you know being play things remotely on your phone um, they, they alluded to that side of it and yeah the technology is not there all the way across the board yet but they you can clearly tell that they know that's where things are going and just like the Netflix analogy, they clearly understand that in order to win that arms race, it's not going to come down to the technology so much as the convenience and the games. Specifically, it has to be 100% as convenient as possible yep. because that's that's huge. And the second piece of that is they need to have games that people want to play. And they know that traditionally across the board, Bethesda's releases are huge. Every time they release a new Fallout, every time they release a new Elder Scrolls, a new Doom, and then even the other games that aren't as big generally are acclaimed well. The Dis- you know the Dishonored series or uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, it was interesting too. They were talking about how how great it was. Even Todd was reminiscing. Those old games still work today retroactively, and they were also talking about uh, giving them an FPS boost. So you know you can play old 10 year 12 year old games and still play it in 4k and enjoy it for what it was just just amazing right yeah like games that you would have played on the uh, xbox 360 at 30 frames per second you could now play you know like you could you could boot up morrowind on your brand new xbox um x you know series x and be able to play 4k at 60 frames or something yeah um and which is something that we as pc gamers have been able to do for a while because you, you get a new pc you upgrade your graphics card whatever you get the the boost that is inherent to that as long as the game still works on windows and steam or whatever then you can still play it but um for consoles that hasn't always been the case you move right. from one console generation to the next and things aren't necessarily backwards compatible and even if they are compatible it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform better I think some cases they perform worse or they've got weird graphics glitches or textures don't look right anymore, you know, and they, mm-hmm. you know, but to be able to, again, it's the whole, just getting everything out there, making it convenient. It's nice and easy. You can play the games where you want and you can also have these games that seem to be the whole thing. And before we get too much deeper, I, I want to, I didn't note this at the beginning, but um, chat, we will be having a uh, call in at the, on the second half of the episode. So if you guys have specific thoughts about this what's going on here um expectations hopes things that you want to share then uh the call holding room is the place to go and we'll take people as you as you come in in a little bit so once we're kind of finished with our piece we're going to open it up to you guys we want to hear what you have to say dave did you have something you wanted to add oh um my my so i am uh, you know a playstation person that's where i've i've been since 2010 and not that i'm like oh you know PlayStation's great, but I, I like their lineup of games. Like they have their properties that they've really invested the past ten years in, into have been pretty successful. Um, with um, like God of War is a great game. Um, right, uh, right. Last I'm, of Us is I'm an the HBO same show. way. Right. The, the Xbox One, PS4 generation, 
PlayStation One out for me, and mm-hmm. that's been my main console. Right. When it, it's it's weird because when I was looking at the graphic today and it had the Bethesda um, the, the Bethesda titles on top and the Microsoft titles on the bottom. I was looking at the Microsoft titles and I was like, the only thing that I can think of uh, that is still relevant is is Minecraft of their IP that is not so niche. Like Halo is niche now because well, we're, there's a we're waiting for that for shooters and really the thing the next Halo right like we're we're waiting for. But yeah, what is it? Halo Infinite or something is the next one that's going to yeah. come out. Yeah, Halo Infinite and is the next. We got one. a little I, bit of a glimpse on it, but like it's still and a right. little it, tiny tease of Fable. Yeah, yeah Fable, <laughs> Fable was great, but yeah, all these. But right. you're right, all these classic like Xbox titles are kind of older the, now. They're not right. really in the forefront. And I think the only one that may still like people could argue for is Halo, but I think it, and I'm the same way. It's like the thing that I want for Halo is I want to go over to my friend's house and sit down and play Halo Two on the old, you know, Xbox or Xbox. I can't remember which one it came out, but that mm-hmm. like that's the experience I want. I want to go to my friend's basement and do that, but it's kind of like you know you can't go back to the frat parties that you went to at college, you know, right. or else you're a total weirdo. And you, um, you probably don't want to either. And yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to. I'm pretty sure after after you're in the frat for a year, you don't want to go either. <laughs> yeah, but the, the point being, Bethesda's titles have way more clout. And if I'm looking, if I'm if I'm Microsoft, and I'm looking at the titles, it's like I want people who are fans of Elder Scrolls to be in my Xbox or Microsoft ecosystem. Like I want them there in my, in my corner. Like, however they can access it, we're going to make it easy. We're going to have different price points, different variations of how people can do that. But I want them there. I want like being in that ecosystem to be synonymous with Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, all of these like I mean, heavy hitting properties because that's what I think Microsoft has been missing in the past generation. Is this like gravitas that it comes with and i mean when you make a purchase as big as bethesda which has its own implications for a, really a shrinking industry when it comes to big titles that like it's it's all getting consolidated that's its own i guess right. piece of it like right. that's what you're buying is you're you you they essentially just bought this amazing library of games that they want people to play in their ecosystem yeah oh totally and and it, that's why it's worth the cost. Mm-hmm. It's because that's huge. Because if if people if people from this point forward associate anytime there's a big new Elder, so I mean just take just take Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Starfield because we know that's going to be the next big one. And it's you know the studio's been working on forever. It's they're hyping it up even though they haven't revealed very much. But it's the whole like it's the thing we've wanted to do forever. And now we finally have the opportunity and the manpower to make it and like technology to do it like they've, they've said all these things right it's going to be huge if anytime you associate any of those three main titles with xbox from this part moving forward xbox got their money's worth right there yep like that's it like it's it's yes. the mental association i hear elder scrolls i think xbox yes and what that's going to do is it's going to sell consoles it's going to sell game passes it's going to sell streaming services for the next decade plus because of this acquisition right here yeah, I I have kind of a weird theory, and I, and, I, and this is like uh, some context that I've read into that video. I have kind of a strange theory, and, and long story short, if you notice and you watch through this roundtable, they didn't talk about or mention Starfield. Starfield was never mentioned. A graphic was mm-hmm. never shown. They talked about beforehand that they want, th- 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 essentially Phil Spencer came out and said, we want the games to be on Game Pass, and that's where they're going to be, and we want that service to be core to the experience, and so there's some exclusivity which we're going to offer, some that we already know, and some that you all don't know yet, um, and that will come like that, so it's not going to be 100% right out of the gate after this thing. They showed, when they talked about future games, they talked about Indiana Jones, like they showed uh, a, a picture of Indiana Jones. From Bethesda's standpoint, they were really trying to fire on all fronts and try to use a lot of, um, uh, I guess, I guess, money, capital, to be able to develop games. So that's why we're getting Deathloop so soon after Prey and the Dishonored Two. Like, think about the the life cycle mm-hmm. of Dishonored Two. They made a whole other 
like full size Dishonored game right after that. They did Prey, they did um, uh, Moonwalker. Now they're doing Deathloop, which is a PlayStation Five exclusive. And generally, how I haven't shut up about Deathloop in a while. You're just—I tell you what—I am get all you PlayStation over. Life. I'm, I can play it on PC. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's coming to Windows because yeah. I, I I love playing shooters on PC rather than on console. Yeah, um, and it's soon. Like it's May 21st. That's coming very very soon. But they they did not mention Starfield in any of this, and they're trying to finance stuff. Like they're trying to continually go through and figure out how to how to how to make games that they want to make. And uh, and, and I mean, shouts out to them. That's why this Microsoft Bethesda deal went down. It would be absolutely hilarious, but not a wild thought to say that Starfield is probably going to come out with some PlayStation exclusivity. <laughs> because when they were starting to make that game, they were probably looking at Capital to do that, to do Fallout 76, to do uh-huh. um, uh, Fallout Shelter. And they're like, okay, we need to like make sure that we have funds secured. So we're going to try this thing. We're going to go in space, but we need huh. some funds to do it. So you have a theory that the reason why they didn't mention Starfield is because it isn't exclusive. It, it because it is it would Other, be exclusive otherwise to they would have hyped it a little bit more. You think that's yes. it? Yes. You don't. Yeah. Okay, so here's okay. So here's counter point counterpoint. Okay. What if the counterpoint is they didn't want to bring it up because they didn't want people to feel disappointed that they didn't reveal anything else about it yet? Yeah, I think it's more that because they specifically because, had set expectations like, that they weren't going if to. They be, just showed the logo again. And then that was it. Then all over the internet, they'd be like, oh, great. Bethesda showed us a logo again. Thanks, Bethesda. Anytime they mention it or show even a single image, um, Mm -hmm. it also, from a PR standpoint, that becomes the story. So Mm. right now, they're trying to get out a dialogue in terms of what this partnership means uh, to allay fears, um, set expectations in terms of what to expect. So... And, and wanna, to show that there is un, a united front here. Right. Like, that's the other big thing, is that the the worst thing that could happen from uh, an acquisition like this is the idea that Microsoft, the big empire, swooped in and bought away our beloved video game makers in order to do nefarious things with them and destroy the the, pro, the stuff we love. Like There's that's been the a lot of conversations about that kind of exact thing lately that I've seen online. Right, and that's the thing that they want to avoid, and right. so it's very mm-hmm. smart for them to put together a roundtable right. to bring out different people from each of the studios. And like, this is very intentional for them to say, like, as a united front, all of the important people are very excited. They want this to happen. Like, it doesn't look like any of them are getting fired and replaced. You know, like mm-hmm. these are the kinds of things with corporate takeovers. Is you expect mm-hmm. the big bad corp- corporation come and, and right. fire everybody and replace them with other people and change the momentum and the messaging around this. The secondary messaging after the whole exclusivity, we want stuff on Game Pass, was the, by all means, it looks like you know c- clearly their marketing guy, the Xbox marketing guy, did not take the lead. It was Pete Hines. Pete Hines isn't getting replaced. Um, the leads for each of these studios showed up and gave their piece about what they did and even told stories about how when Bethesda acquired them, they acquired them in order to let them do what they did best and to help them flourish, not to come over with a crushing hand and tell them what to do, right? Mm-hmm. That was the whole messaging. All of it was around that. And that that's there to to reassure us as the consumers that that xbox is not going to mess with bethesda they're going to let them make games and do a good job of it and they are even more empowered to do an even better job at this point yeah i think that there's an argument okay Uh, it's it's a continuity (laughs) of culture where they're they're demonstrating that the culture that we know and love about bethesda is going to continue that's not going anywhere um so really hammering that home and getting people to understand that is was they achieved that today I think right, there's an argument right. though for the industry at whole of what this kind of consolidation can and so if this is set as a you know kind of an industry standard of things are getting more consolidated so that there's only you know just a few publishers out there as far as like and I'm not talking about like oh you know little Jimmy mm-hmm. at home's trying to play his you know Fallout 4 and he can on his PlayStation 7 I'm just making shit up um, <laughs> little Jimmy at home <laughs> little Jimmy at home um your, your developers, you're like people that work in the industry, the, the people that are investors, like that changes that changes the market. And it, 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 I'm curious of how 
like years from now the the because we're not even seeing there's no like after effects right now other than we're all gonna you know sit in a circle hold hands and say we did a great job yeah country roads take me home like right in that voice yeah right in that voice i heard todd howard say that today <laughs> wait. so okay so wait so what's your what's the point what's the question i don't i don't know where to oh, the, the, the point is is <laughs> I train I, I right off the tracks a, it's a valid argument like this is the consolidate like is the consolidation of like you know the industry from microsoft buying bethesda like from our standpoint, it could be argued like, you know, okay, yeah, right now it's it's a pretty good thing for consumers. But for people actually in the industry, people that are investors, like that kind of stuff, like job availability, right. competitive, right. like if it's all consolidated, there's less competition. Well, okay, so, so to answer, to continue with this thought, or at least to fill in a little bit about it, every industry over the last 50 years has continued consolidation. And the video game industry is just younger than some of the other entertainment industries. You look at television, you look at movies, you look at publishing, uh, every industry, you look at, you look at making the, you know, the crackers we eat and the, you know, spaghetti and like all of these industries have consolidated over time because that's just the nature of the capitalist system that we're in. And unless there are uh, legal reasons why that can't happen, that is the, the natural movement. Um, is that good for the consumer? In some ways it is, but in a lot of ways it isn't. Will it be good for the consumer when it comes to video games? It depends on who's in charge. Um, my theory with all of this is cons- um, consolation. Uh, cons- consolation. Con- yeah, I need a lot of what's consolation. The what's the word? I'm. What's the word I'm looking for? But power coming together. Consolidation. Consolidation of power is even if it seems like it's under a good leader. As soon as the leadership changes, that could be a very bad thing. Yeah. Um, when you think about this in government, if your political party c- consolidates power and takes over the majority of the government, then you might think that's a good thing because that's the political party that you're for. Right. But we all know no political party stays in power forever. And if they whittle away on the ability to remove power from government too much and somebody else gains power, then you end up with a problem because you have the party that you are not for making all of these decisions and they're now even more entrenched than your party was. And it's even harder to move them out of power, right? Same thing happens with corporations. Just because the CEO or the board of this corporation has a certain agenda, a certain mindset, a certain culture like Ken talked about, doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case. Um, hopefully things will continue in that, in that way. Hopefully, you know, th- th- it will bear out that the best, uh, the best economic decision is to have a good culture that the gamers want to support. And so therefore they will continue buying these games. But at the same time, that's not always the case. Oftentimes right. corporations become so big that they're able to, um, put out a product that people will pay for, even if the culture is bad. Um, look at things like loot boxes. Look at things like, um, you know, the the mobile market. Yeah. The mobile market puts out these free-to-play games, and because there are such a small, there's a small percentage of whales who will pay extremely large sums of money in order to keep playing that game and keep doing the stuff, means that for most of the consumers, they get it free, but after a few hours of playing the game, they run out of stuff they can do without having to spend more money. Right, And right. it creates a bad culture but mm. it makes so much money that that overpowers the need to create a better culture in that mm. space. So it's it's a very complex thing. My right. my hopes are that this leads to something good in the long term. In the short term, it seems like it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Let's hope it stays that way. I think that but, it, it from a from a Microsoft perspective as consumers, it definitely has it, it has a good chance of being like something pretty good for consumers because they put value in their games pass system rather than in microtransactions and games. Like they're not trying to run up prices on sea of thieves. Like they're right. not trying to run, right. like rob everybody of their Minecraft money. You know, they're trying to get people to buy games pass and they're trying to like collectively funnel all of their creative talent into this one platform. And I feel like that once, you know, you could talk about uh, Adam shop prices being too weird about like, Oh, you know what? I want to get the the red shoes, and those are a thousand atoms, or what happened? <laughs> the like, red shoes. like the fridge, like of like when they were selling fridges on the the fridge shop. of power, right? That kind <laughs> of stuff. I feel like that this may shift some of the 
practices and prices of a lot of stuff in their live service models, maybe even in Elder Scrolls and in Fallout 76. Like they are trying to make these instead, their live service games, centers of Games Pass. So when you think about, I mean, when you think about Games Pass, you think about, oh, it's like, okay, I have a subscription to like, now a bunch of live service games. So I can just like pop into Sea of Thieves, I can pop into Elder Scrolls Online, I can pop into all these different things. The other thing it does, uh, this is the uh, occurred to me recently when mm-hmm. thinking about, uh, for example, buying a copy of Fallout for my son to play with me. Well, he played it on Games Pass. And if I don't know, I'm not 100% sure. And that, that's enough of a reason to make me pause that if the game goes on sale on Steam, if I buy the Steam version of the game, he'll still be able to log into the character that he made on Games Pass. I think he probably can. But the fact that there's that distance there at all that makes me pause makes me just this much more likely if I don't want to sign up for Games Pass again to just buy it on Microsoft, on the Microsoft Store, so that I'm 100% sure that I don't lose out on anything. Right. Um, so there, there is that kind of residual, I'm already on the store, I've already played some of these games on the store, I'm not going to re-up Games Pass right now, but there is one game that I know I'm going to keep playing so I'm just going to buy it on the store. So they right. still get that purchase. I think it also puts us closer to cross um, crossplay. I think that oh god, you've seen it with, be, with yeah, you've seen it with Minecraft where now it's like you have to sign in with your Microsoft ID or like and you just make one. It's for free. Um, but through that, I mean, if you say you know you take Fallout seventy six, you take ESO, and you're like, okay, well we're just going to migrate everything over to the Microsoft side of of stuff and just give everybody. A gamer tag, and then everybody's playing together. I think that that's another benefit that I could see very easily happening, you know, within the year. I, I feel like that that is something that they want. They want everyone to be able to, if they're going to have this wide, you know, swathe of platforms that they're going to put Games Pass on, they want to make sure that everybody mm-hmm. can get together and hang out. Yeah, or just make it cross platform for PC and Xbox. I think and that's then- that's probably we'll see that first. Yeah, and then Sony's either going to have to play along or not. But then right. you have a hundred percent. You have you have even more sway to be able to say like if if two of us are playing on PC and Xbox and one of us is on PlayStation, well, mm-hmm. which one, who's going to switch? You know, like right. Well, Ken, if you want to play with me and Dave, you got to get it on Xbox too or on PC too. Okay, but I'll be able to get it on Xbox. Right, I think like, that would I think that would cause a that would cause an undue amount of strife and the level of 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 I guess accessibility I to be able to, to change Sony. that. It's not the Sony, Sony, as far as like how you sign along. into a game, because like you can sign in through a Blizzard account through all that, that kind of stuff. Like you have to sign up for different accounts. To, like like if you're playing Final Fantasy 14 or you know a number of different right. games. I'm, just, the I'm saying it's up to in. Sony if they want to allow crossplay or not. Like yeah, if yeah. if it, Microsoft yeah. says Fallout 76 will now allow crossplay, we are implementing it in the next patch, right? right? then that 100% will work bet- between Xbox and PC because they can deem it so and yes. they can make the technology happen. Now, yes. that te- same technology to make that happen is it- just a little bit more to make it happen on a PlayStation, but Sony has to okay that. Yeah. So but- that, what that does is it creates a lot more pressure on them to say, okay, this can work here too. Right. It, it, is, it, is, on, it is on Sony's shoulders. I think that... I. Th- they have gotten a lot of bad press about crossplay because of really how and it's back to Fortnite of them essentially Fortnite turning the crossplay button on one night and just leaving it on. They're like, oh, whoops. Oh, dang, yeah. dang, guys, we messed up. Everybody's playing together. And then they're like, okay, we can leave it on. And then Microsoft was like, sure. <laughs> and everybody else was like, great. And Sony was like, no. And then Sony got dragged mm-hmm. through the streets for it. And now right. you don't. If you have that infrastructure and you can do it, and and Sony's not Sony seems to not be standing in the way of crossplay. That that is they something still that, are for some games. There's still there's still I can't remember specifically what it is, but there is still a lot of well, Sony's making this difficult, so we're, we can't implement that yet. The and it may just be small developers. I don't know. When it started, like 2018, pretty much anything after 2019, um, if you've had the capability to do it, if you've had the infrastructure, which it requires a a lot of server space to be able to do that across the board. Um, you can you can roll with it and and, and mm. be able to do that. But from my understanding, pretty much anything after 2019, if you're going to have an online environment, like you've got to have some form or way to do crossplay to be a successful online yeah, game. I hope you're right. um, 
across yeah. across the board. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I feel like we've we've hit this pretty hard so far. What do you say we open it up to some other people? What do you think? Should do you we have any uh, other bef- before we go to that? Should we talk about news with the uh, PTS and the next patch? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Who wants to hit, hit, head that up? We have to go to the big, we have to go to the uh, Charleston Herald, of course. Oh, the Charleston yeah. Herald. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me pull out. Let me pull out my little sheet of paper I got here. And, uh, my little sheet of paper. My Charleston Herald. You know, I I <laughs> pride myself in having the news on demand, and I totally don't go to the Fallout Twitter to look up anything. I do all of my reporting right out in the field, just like anybody else. And it's hard hitting you know, journalism the way you like it. The Charleston Herald, right? I'm I'm a union <laughs> rep um, for my you know reporting column, um, and now the page is totally not loaded because I definitely did this. We're going to talk about it. So the PTS it's returning. Uh, it's coming back on March 12th. Uh, that's where you get to do a bunch of the uh, fun stuff. I think they're calling it locked and loaded. That's what they're calling it. Um, and essentially adds the special loadouts, the camp slots, the daily ops expansions. There's a few more things that they're adding in. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this special loadout system. I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty jazzed about that. Oh, yeah. yes. And the, and the camp system. Yeah, of course, the camp system, too. Um, I feel like that it's going to be a lot more accessible. When I think about like things that I watch on YouTube that are Fallout related, it's tutorials and builds. Um, and I feel like that that is going to allow people that have done stuff for Fallout 4 or New Vegas 3 to easily get into it and tweak and see what works the best. Um, so you're not going to have a million different like estimations or guessing. Like People are going to be able to test that stuff pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and that comes a little, let's see, a little later than expected. They're slating that launch for April 27th. So it'll be live on the... Um, public-facing uh, server. Not test server, it's still yeah, it's, production. This stuff continues to seem like it's taking longer than we would expect, but of course there was the whole storm issue, like the winter issues in Texas, and then the, merger, the fact maybe. that they've learned not to push things out before they're ready. <laughs> this seems more proof of that. So, yeah, keep, keep doing what you guys need to do and, and make sure things are ready before we move it out, for sure. I do think that they're going to get more. I feel like that seventy six is going to get more resources due to this Microsoft thing. I feel like that, that like in, in like resource and time management, I feel like that they're going to get more out of this than than I think we would expect. Which would be really really yeah. great. There's also mm-hmm. uh, in that article. There's an amazing dev dive video where they go um, explaining in detail all of this stuff. Uh, one cool thing that they mentioned in that, which I was really thrilled at is that display cases and vending is coming to shelters, uh, which actually will give visiting players a reason to go check your shelters out. That's great. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, I'm super excited to talk to our our friends. Uh, Scully Face, I believe, was on hold first. Yeah, I I wasn't sure. I wasn't paying attention. Scully Face, come on in. The door is open. Our Our good buddy, Scully Face. Hello. Oh, oh, Scullyface left. She didn't like that I called her a good buddy. Oh, no. Yeah. I, so I think I accidentally kicked her. Oh, man. You done Scully, goof. I'm sorry. I, 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 I love imagining you. Come I back. love imagining that these interactions back. would be what they would be like in actual human meat space. That would be like, come on in. And you open the door and they start to walk in and then you just shove them out and close the door real fast. Mm. And you're like, psych. I totally did not oh. hang up the phone on Scully. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> She's like, "That's fine." It happens. <laughs> What's going on, Scully? What's up? Nothing much. How are you guys? Good. Good. We're doing well. We're doing well. Right. I know. Uh, Tom was up late last night. Was he? Whoa! That sounds. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Whoa! Don't tell Whoa. my wife. <laughs> And you have you have the podcast marathon today, Tom. My How goodness. many podcasts are you doing today? My goodness. Four, well, let me address five? the one thing first. The, the reason why Scully knows I was up late last night wasn't because of some weird phone call thing we were doing together. It was because I was streaming games and everybody came came and hung out at my my stream place and we had a lot of fun. Um, yep. 
Yep. And uh, yes, I've, I've, I'm doing four podcasts today. <laughs> I did the fall forecast just like an hour and a half ago, and then I've got uh, two others tonight. So yeah. But anyway, Scully, what what do you what do you want to what do you want to say about this whole Bethesda Xbox thing? I'm excited because I know it means we're going to get better servers. Yes. Ah, yep. Servers. <laughs> yes. My prediction is that we will be kissing uh, Amazon Web Services goodbye, and everything will be consolidated to Microsoft's far superior server technology. Um, yes. You know, for like maybe double the world's users, maybe? Hopefully. The problem was stability, which... Um, I work on Amazon Web Services for websites, and it's a little inflexible at times. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're they're great, but they're not great for what Bethesda is using them for. Right, their price point is is pretty good for just like a, a business, like trying to run something up. Generally, if you're like a startup or something, you're probably going to use AWS, but. I mean, Microsoft seems like that they have better technology. Um, like cloud technology in general and how everything connects, it seems to be faster than what Amazon's trying to run up. You know, yeah. I'm down to take, I'll take down Jeff Bezos every day. Like <laughs> we'll just like run him, like trying to make this new world game, trying to, you know, go bald on us. Like we'll take him down. <laughs> we're, wait, what? we're buddies with Phil wait, Spencer now, you what? know, we're buddies yeah, with Phil that's, Spencer. That's not something, wait, 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 that's not something Bill you Gates. Can, you're not in control of your baldness. How, how, <laughs> how dare he right. do that to be edgy? He, went, he, what? he did. He tried, to, he tried to sway public opinion and go bald. What opinion the public may have, we're not sure. Wait, are you saying that bald Jeff Bezos is better than not bald Jeff Bezos? Yeah, everybody loved the public when he was bald. Think about Jeff Bezos with hair. Doesn't that disgust you? I imagine what okay, the so hell Jeff Bezos brother? with hair. To me, that looks a little bit like Bob Ross. Could you picture Danny DeVito with hair? Yes. I mean, yeah, you watch The Penguin. I mean, Batman Returns. I mean, that's like <laughs> Danny DeVito with hair. It's all slicked back, and he goes, ah, ha, ha. What does uh, he do? We just, we just careened off a cliff here. Scully, uh, thank you for bringing up servers. Do you have any other thoughts on this? Underwater server. That's, that's honestly pretty much it. That's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to with this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. More uh, stability. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, um, someone mentioned last night, uh, hopefully bigger private servers. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The limitation seems to be the servers themselves. So to have like a full private server that you could hang out with people on would be amazing. I got to thinking today that I think one of the one of the things I think the cross play is going to happen. What I don't think is going to happen for PlayStation are mods on Fallout 76. I feel like yeah. that, that is going yeah, to be that's... because because Xbox you have a, a wide range of mods that you can get for Fallout 4. You're on PlayStation 4, you're pretty limited just on how Sony does stuff. So I feel like they're going to say, "Okay, well we're going to enable this on our Xbox side so that there can be, you know, these wild, crazy mods and people can do what we want. We can just develop for one full platform. While the PlayStation side, you're still going to get the game. You're still going to get the regular updates. You're still going to get all the bells and whistles, but you're not going to have mods. And then I think you're going to see a lot of the audience for 76 be like, okay, with mods, that, you know, that might be Mm -hmm. a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That might be a little more fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, Scully. That's a, uh, that was a good point that we hadn't brought up yet. Yeah. Um, Check Scully yeah, Face out on the Atomic Stop and uh, on her channel on Twitch. Scully Face with two L's. Yep. Thanks Bye, for, bye Scully. See you later. Bye. So who's next? Uh, and that dog is that dog he wants to I'm join good. in the conversation. Okay. We should let yeah. the dog in. Who let the dog out? Who's gonna go get the dog? <laughs> Sorry. Who's next? Uh, next, I think the next person was Otar the Ustander. Otar. Welcome, Otar. Welcome. What's up? What's up? I feel like with a name like Otar, I need to be like, Hail and well met, Otar. Welcome to our <laughs> realm. I, I just like the uh, term Mad, Mad, Otar the Mad, so that's why my name is that. <laughs> that works. Awesome. 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 So what do you think about this whole Xbox Bethesda thing? I don't think too... Well, I don't think posi- uh, negatively on it. I think Bethesda is going to be knocking out a bunch of games with less bugs to fix. 
you think it's going to lead to higher quality? Possibly. Yeah. And do you think that's because of uh, more financial backing? Do you think it's more, uh, you think there'll be more connection between the studios and sharing of assets and Probably this connection on the connection on the studio and the knowledge part too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll, I think something we'll have to wait and see, you know, Uh, but it could Mm -hmm. very well be possible. Um, Do you have, do you have any uh, insight into any of this? Like what what do you do for a living? Do you do do anything having to do with coding? I video game. Oh, that's good. You you video game. Yeah, that's good. I'm on the PS4. So that's, that's my thing. Nice. It's been my life. Cool. Actually. Yeah, during during this uh this wild time, the the PlayStation 5 and 4 have been have been my life. Um they have been my most after work life. During work sucks. Like a rock. Oh, during like a rock. rock. I don't normally uh work. I'm trying to actually work on that, but that's a different story. Well, good luck. Good luck with the whole working thing and yeah. careers and stuff. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this? And uh, not entirely. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yes, and is there anything you <laughs> want to call, call out? You have like a, you have, you have something when you call up. You want to call out before you go? Um, follow me if you want. I don't care. Uh, where where <laughs> can people follow you? Outlander Forge Master on Twitch and Forgemaster Auslander on uh, YouTube. Nice, nice. Nice. Well, there you go. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Who Stay is brutal, next? Wastelanders. <laughs> Stay yeah, brutal, Wastelanders. Stay brutal. Next, I believe, was Caden. Um, I I uh, yelled uh, sh- shut the fuck up at my dog and all the neighbors heard me and they looked at me like I'm crazy and I'm, you know, pink and I'm drinking a beer and they're like what the hell is this neighbor up to so right now of all the people in drunk on a Thursday yeah I am I am the, the the heller of the neighborhood I suppose anyways Ken do your line uh let's go to our next caller Kaden from Brooklyn hey there Kaden from, from Brooklyn come on in what do you got to talk about today hey guys what's going on man guys uh um <laughs> what I decided not to go along with the joke in lieu of doing like a rocky voice because I thought that would be awful. Uh, I like I like the the hard laugh. That's good. That's, yeah, you know, that's sometimes like, you gotta you gotta hit him where they're not expecting it. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rocky. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oh, uh, oh. Uh. Mm. So, Caden, what do you think about this uh, Bethesda Xbox thing going on? So I am smooth radio guy. Voice. Good. Uh, I I do the NPR. We do that nice and nice yeah yeah. Work. Do the NPR. Uh, oh dear. Uh, I do think that this acquisition is going to be a good thing in the long run. However, I was a little bit worried because Microsoft doesn't have a super great history with acquisitions. Uh, if you look at Rare Games, um, back after they took it out of the Nintendo umbrella, uh, Rare basically took a nosedive because. Rare was a very long way from that kind of corporate structure of Microsoft. Um, And when Rare made games, it wasn't in isolation from Nintendo, but it was more of a creative partnership. Whereas with this acquisition, though, I worry less about that. I tend to worry less about it just because Bethesda is, you know, more of that corporate structure anyways. They are, yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, I would hope that there would be I'm worried about the outside input from a parent company, in any in any case, uh, right. creatively. Right. You know, because you, you're you're betting on the fact that Microsoft is going to let Bethesda do their thing. Um, creatively. Yeah, and that was a lot of what the messaging seemed to be revolving around was this idea that we're going to keep the company culture; they're still going to do their thing. Um, but yeah, you're right to to worry about that for sure. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have to do that. You know, it's it's yeah. the difference between. It's the difference between having this thing that we all love, that we know what to expect, and then them completely doing a 180 and it being like, well, actually, this, 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 and this are going to change, but we're not really going to tell you about it. So, I mean, I hope, I hope, hope, hope that 
what they've said is true and that this is not going to be one of those you know corporate consolidation nightmare stories and that they just keep on making this thing that we all love and this content that they enjoy making because in the end at the end of the day i mean that's what we're here for is we're here for their art you know we're here for what they're putting out because they consistently put out something that we all enjoy yeah right. i agree right. I, th- I think everything that they have in service like uh, even from like tango gameworks and that kind of stuff like the evil within series um you know wolfenstein with machine games like everything that they have in service i feel like is is truly something to be treasured um but i, I agree when i think about microsoft studios that got acquired i think about um uh, lionhead which did, um, uh, I think, Black and White, um, some other Sims, but also the Fable series. Mm. And they just, they're just gone now. It just was mismanaged into the ground and just entirely washed up. And their IPs just went back to Microsoft for, I think there's a company that's um, working on a Fable game at Microsoft, but it's not Lionhead Studios anymore. And they were pretty big when they right. acquired them. This is a concept that um, I, I think about often when, when people use the past to try to predict the future, is that it, things can usually go two ways. One, the past predicts the future because people don't learn their lesson and they make the same mistake again. Or people use those things, they learn their lesson and they make, some, they make different decisions and things don't happen the same way. Um, I think in this case it's the latter um, because it's not like Microsoft Xbox went out and inquired another or a series of small studios um the best companies in the world do two things really well they hire the best people who are really experienced in areas that the company needs to be successful and when and they get to a, tables in and, the break room and the small tables um That's and they the also acquire um companies or products or services um some acquisitions aren't physical companies, but sometimes it's the acquisition of a thing, um, all of which expands the company's influence by taking something that already works and then just kind of plug it into what they're trying to do, um, which I think is definitely the case in this instance. Bethesda Zenimax is already a massive, multinational, huge game company that is wildly successful. Um, so to bring them in and let them do their thing and be their partner in you know, some of the bigger decisions or long-term vision, um, but be the financial backing and partner of the company. I think it's going to be better in the long run. Yeah, keep, keeping that publisher intact, I think, was, was key to, to, to their success instead of just saying we bought all of the Bethesda game-making companies and you know Pete Hines and all the other people that are working on the publishing side, see you later. They didn't do that. Yeah, yeah no, this yeah. wasn't that. The other thing... The other thing I think that uh, was good about this event is that they brought out people from Bethesda and it didn't look like they were kicking and screaming, coming into the, you know, standing in front of the camera going like reading from the teleprompter (laughs) going. And I'm so excited that Microsoft will be telling me what to do from now on. We, you know, like, like, I have never seen Pete Hines like so you could see how excited and happy he was. There was was a genuineness to it. He was just over the moon. Right. They they seemed very genuinely happy to be working with these other this other group and to have their assistance and their support and all of the like it came across very genuine. Yeah. And I think that that was uh, that's a very good sign. Yep. Well, because Pete is excited that Obsidian and Bethesda are under the same roof so we can have uh, New Vegas 2 happen. That's why Pete was so excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. maybe. I'm, sure that, to the presses. I'm sure that's the exact reason. <laughs> I was. That's I mean, that's, totally that's, the only, that's the only logical conclusion in my mind. I don't yeah, know. I think we right. cracked this code. I think, I think, Caden, you got it right on the money, man. I think at yeah, one point in under, 2022. Yeah. Under you his know, breath, right I here. could have sworn at some point he was singing Jingle Jangle Jingle. Yeah, I think if we play it backwards. Yep. Yeah. I, I, he was doing, um, I'm not great <laughs> at sign language, but I could, I, I think I could tell the sign language from his left hand at one point was saying NV2. 2022 saw it somewhere which is the name of the spaceship in starfield somebody make a video about that right now (laughs) yeah that's that's totally it that's yep yep oh man uh um collar has a question Uh, sorry (laughs) sorry kaden kaden do you have anything you want to you want to shout out before you go 
Uh, yeah, I just got affiliate on Twitch, actually. So if you guys want to follow me... Oh, congrats! Twitch.tv slash Caden. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I stream music tutorials. I show people how music is made. I do live music performance. Uh, and then we also have hangout nights where we just kind of watch YouTube and BS. Uh, along with my brother who also streams, uh, Matisse underscore 777 as well. So, yeah, give <laughs> us check us out. We both love making content, and uh, we're excited. That's uh, awesome. Collar, I think you just dropped a song today. It's chopping the chats. Oh, that as well, yeah. And uh, we dropped a <laughs> song based on uh, Deathloop uh, for the... Uh, radio drama that Mr. Kenneth Vigu is spearheading. Uh, the song is called Die Die Again. It is out on streaming services and on YouTube as well. There's an amazing uh, music video as well. So make sure to check those out. Die Die Again, Caden Lytell on there. Uh, you can find all of these links in the uh, Apocalyptic Aristocracy Discord as well. Yeah, you did Thanks, an amazing Kate, job. That song's a real banger, and uh, I'm going to be listening to it in my car on the way home tonight. Thanks for tuning in and <laughs> chatting with Looking us. Looking up at the clock tower here, it's the clouds rolling in from the southeast. Huh? <laughs> All right. And Dude, now thanks. the bucking cam is just kind of a drag. That's awesome. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys. Bye, kid. Yeah. Bye. Uh, let's go to our next caller, Fenwood, to the end. Fenrir hey from Fenrir. Oh, <laughs> going? And tell us what's going on. Oh my! <laughs> First, I have to say that I'm absolutely disappointed with Mr. Kenneth Vigu. He doesn't have a mustache. How dare him? That's true. <laughs> now you're the odd um, man out. But here's the thing: if he gets a mustache, I have to start wearing hats. And then, and then we're just gonna be we're gonna start switching rooms that we're in. So like, I'm gonna have to travel up to to you know New England or wherever Ken is, yeah. and he's gonna have to come down to West Virginia. And then Tom, like, it's gonna be like right. a we're never gonna we have, know who's who. We have guest rule rules. We have guest rule guess who rules in here. In that only two of us can wear hats. Only two of us can have facial hair. Um, only two of us can be men. I've got. <laughs> the silence after that comment was really, really. <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing to talk about. It's nothing to talk about. That's up to the viewer's discretion. Just, you know, we're just we're just done. We're just right. done right there. So, what's up, Finn? What, what do you think about this whole Xbox Bethesda thing? Well, it's been a, a slow burn and a lot of anticipation over the last what now five months? How long and has it been? Just heard about it. Patient. Yeah, it has been. That's for sure. Yeah, but I think. You know, yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been five months. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. You know, and a lot of us were waiting to see if there were any antitrust type of violation questions, which, you know, it's a huge, still a huge industry. So, obviously, it got pushed through, even through Europe, which was nice to see. And you guys have covered a lot of it. And Scully was talking about, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to is getting dedicated servers for stability purposes. Yes. But really, you know, I've, I've, I've been witness to hostile takeovers before, um... Like when InBev bought Anheuser Busch, um, that was very interesting to see because I knew a lot of people that worked there, etc. So the feeling of this, like it, you were talking about, it genuinely seems like a partnership. And if all of the Twitter um, you know, posts are any indication, it's all like oh, warm and hugs, and it's going to be great. So, and typically, you know, people don't talk about acquisitions that way. So it's it's interesting to see that. I'm really looking forward to it and. Really just, as we all know, for 76, for example, it's a small team in Austin that's doing most of the work. And now, who knows how many resources are going to be dedicated to that project, the ability to make fixes faster, uh, get content out faster, more support for anything, everything. It's going to be fantastic. And the things they said about 76 and the community, it was very positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, they were speaking specifically about you directly when they said that. I uh, me <laughs> we have a message. <laughs> no, I I did no, but I, I, in, to to be to be genuine here. I think they they were actually speaking about all of us. Like we are the ones they were referencing. Like all of us who are active in this community and and lending to the positive nature of it. Like we should all be patting ourselves on the back. Um, in a in a non comedic way, you know, like. 
good good job us like we're helping the community be awesome that's part of what right. we're all doing and they specifically shouted out during that roundtable. They like specifically mentioned they were like the community around Fallout seventy six is great, and they talked about it for like two or three minutes. Which out of the all of the like handshake and you're great and no you're great kind of talk, that was it was kind of interesting to to hear and like be recognized and then be like oh we're excited we're excited for Fallout seventy six from like a big level like that I suppose. Yeah, they talked, um, specifically Todd Howard was, was a little more blunt this time in terms of where 76 went wrong at la- launch in a way that he, I don't think he has been as clear, or, or maybe as blunt of that directly, but also talking about the game, the community, they talked about it quite a bit. So, out of, I mean, they didn't talk about any of the other games as much as they did Fallout 76 at this roundtable, so it's... It's a good indication that we're going to see some 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 big good changes with the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that this is a big a big focus for them. I and you know they mentioned ESO also and how big and awesome that is. Yeah. It it, it seems across the board that their goal is to make Fallout 76 as successful as ESO has been. And they know it's just going to take a little bit of time, but they're clearly working on that. Well, and that brings up a funny nice other point. Um one of the things about right the launch of 76 the first three months how disastrous that was from a marketing standpoint and some of the articles that are still out there that a new gamer might might read and it's from launch and they're like well I oh yeah this game is still trash it's like well no it isn't pal chill um, <laughs> right but, right <laughs> so having microsoft behind them now will hopefully generate more marketing throughout you know social media elsewhere etc just to remind people that hey remember how you heard all these negative things about the game they don't exist anymore um so i'm i'm really looking forward to that and of course i know they were talking directly to me obviously no, it's like that I, I, they don't know who i am i'm just some guy i'm a drop in the bucket of a huge ocean of content makers for 76 and every day you think you know like a majority of the content creators you'll see something from youtube or on twitch or Twitter or Instagram, etc. And you're like, oh wow, mm-hmm. like our little group is still just a tiny group. And there are so many people that I think elevate this community as far as from um, just the players, but also the content creators. I don't know. I've played a lot of MMOs, like I'm sure you guys have. And I've never met a community like this where, yeah, you're going to meet some, <laughs> some trolls, some griefers, etc. But that's just human nature and as long as they have access to video games they shall be there but um <laughs> i've never met so many kind people willing to help out yeah you know, oh individuals yeah. or causes it's it's phenomenal so but I'm, I'm yeah excited. but yeah. Finwa, i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't short yourself because on the list in pete hines's mind of uh, of people that have serenaded him i think you're at the top of that list <laughs> so i'm sure he it, remembers it, you <laughs> out of out of most people that pete hines talks to there's and, like a thought sees, bubble <laughs> i feel like you're pretty high up there for 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 the internet people so don't don't say yourself yourself too short there you know it was all for you, Pete. All for you. <laughs> no, no, it was funny because yeah. his wife was like in the back room. He reminds me of that one guy, and I was like, tight, tight. <laughs> like, I don't know who that guy is, but tight. Yes. Thank you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's. I can't wait to um to just see what the next year, two years has to offer. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah, and it's not just the content creators; it's it's the players that really make oh, yeah. the community what they are. Like we we might attempt to set the tone a bit, but it really comes down to all the players being awesome, and that's it's everybody being awesome, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's your well, opinion, but I I dictate how people live their lives. Um, that's my job. <laughs> Clearly, your neighbors say. agree with that idea as well. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Fenwell. You want to shout anything out? You got any? Uh, you got songs coming out tomorrow? You got you singing again? What's going on? Well, yeah. Um, so I perform on Twitch every Friday at 9 p.m. Central, Sunday at 12 p.m. Central, and now Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central. I do a lot of cover music from 
not just Fallout, but I do a lot of Fallout music because it's fantastic. But other video <laughs> games, TV, movies, books, and sometimes songs that just suit my fancy. Which yeah, is, lots of BGs. He's, he does mostly BG songs. I wish. I wish I could play his notes. I can't. I can't. I, <laughs> I used to joke in high school: never trust a man who sings only in falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do try my hand at falsetto, vibrato. You know, I, I try to do the classics. Very cool. Yeah, go check his stuff out. It's it's awesome. It's a really good time. But thanks. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, thanks for uh, picking up my call. Uh, you know, long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for letting me in. And what's the station with the number one hits in all of Appalachia? <laughs> you stick your tongue out. You're a monster. You need to be stopped. You need to be stopped. They need to come to your house and put a stop to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for our callers for today. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Yeah. And call, call, the word call doesn't even make any sense anymore. For uh, clicking in, I, I don't know. Um, guys, anything, any any last minute things to kind of wrap up the conversation? Any last thoughts? Any last minute things to wrap up this conversation? I think that the, I think that the future is very bright, and I think there's more opportunity. I, I, I will I will walk away with that. Hmm. Yeah. I think the future's so bright we're gonna have to wear shades. Hmm. They should write a song about that. But you know, that's, I think there's something to that. Right. Oh, yeah. Hit. Yeah. Um, no, you can yeah. tell by the way. You can tell by the way Bethesda walks that they're a, a woman's man with no time to talk. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, the wheels alive, have gone right off. Thank you for tuning into the show. Um, we could we could just start quoting a bunch of Bethesda, or Bethesda songs, BG songs. <laughs> yeah, oh Bethesda my God. BGs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna like like that famous so- song from Doom says. do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.